0: The views and opinions expressed on the Middle Class VO podcast are solely those of the hosts and guests. Any feelings hurt therein are an unfortunate byproduct of the quest for infotainment. Also, please be reminded that concerted efforts have been made so as not to put anyone's knickers in a twist. Having one's knickers in a twist is not an objective or goal. However, if your knickers are in a twist and it persists for more than four hours, please seek out a physician. Moreover, if anyone were to feel besmirched by any of the commentary on the Middle Class Dio podcast, it would be purely coincidental. No besmirchment is intended. Please enjoy. (laughs) So it is the dreaded tech talk this is probably the worst part of the voiceover business the down and the dirty the wires the cables the software the mics what mic do i use (laughs) what should my (laughs) compressor setting be at what kind of digital audio editing software do you use (laughs) yeah it all stinks
1: (laughs) you know what i never feel more like a girl when it comes to tech talk and, and you know, here I am, this this uh, strong female, and then it was like, I don't know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> Bobby, I'd just like to echo that sentiment. I never feel more like a girl when it comes to the technical side of voiceover.
1: If you need any learning, we're just an email away. Corporate narration, tell us what to say. Explainer video, imaging radio, slinging local cars, reading IVR. No, we ain't no stars. This is the Middle Class V.O. PO podcast. The Middle Class V.O. PO podcast. The Middle Class V.O. PO podcast. <laughs>
0: oh. My goodness. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I tell you what, though. I have learned so much along the way. And I have had a lot of help along the way, too. And that's why I'm so happy to help people. I've got uh, uh, Kathy you know, that we met in France for the JMC retreat. I've got, you know, I've been consulting with her just to help her out, you know. Uh, at VIO Atlanta, she had been set up with some sort of, uh, oh, what's the spire? Some sort of spire thing that gives you a wireless connection okay. to whatever your your computer is or whatever, and it's, it's an interface, but it's wireless. Well, she had no clue how to... I'm like, okay, let's just start a lot more simple than this. So she shipped the spire back. I got her turned on to a little Focusrite uh, interface that I use for my travel work mm-hmm. and M- mic interface computer done. You know, and, and so and now she's wanting to know about software editing should she you go should she go with twisted wave adobe audition and she she mentioned a couple of others i gotta get back with her still on that but you know in the very beginning i i highly recommend keep it as simple as possible
1: oh definitely i mean and and don't feel like you have to have the best mic coming out of the gate i mean i think that's that's a big issue with with People who are getting into the business, they think, oh, I need to get that shotgun mic. Everybody raves about it. But I think any tech person will tell you that room acoustics are much more important than the microphone you're using. 100%
0: 100% agree with that. So let's let's kind of break it down a little bit, Bobby. You know, uh, as far as importance level, you know, we're going to be talking to peers, people that have been doing this a long time like you and I have, but there's also going to be people that are new to the business listening uh, to the podcasts, as we found out. So we're, let's break it down. Yeah, exactly that. The acoustics are the most important part. Keep that part uh, as pristine as possible, and then think about your gear. Okay, so as far as acoustics go... Uh when you started out, Bobby, how did you do your acoustics? Uh, I'm going to assume they were on a budget, as mine were, when you first got started.
1: Well, when I first got started, I recorded at the radio station. So, I mean, it was...
0: Oh, uh, that's cheating.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> but...
0: How did you set up your home booth yeah, in that regard? And so, when
1: I decided to really invest in this, I said, I've, I've got to get a home studio, because I, I was just depending on when the prod room was open. Um, but... In my first at-home studio, I was in an office in the basement of my home in a pretty big room, maybe a 10 by 10 room, and mm-hmm. it had um, an, a, a back door going into my backyard. So there was the issue of hearing sound coming through that door, and I, I didn't even think about it. I, I didn't have any panels on the, on the uh, walls. I just got a, uh, a microphone. It was a cheaper microphone. And I put the, um, the moving blankets around me. I built a little thing.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it wasn't perfect, especially if my neighbor was mowing the grass.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but um, it was okay, especially just for auditioning. And then I would do the actual jobs when I got back to the radio station. And then when I moved after that, I moved to an older home and... Again the same thing. I used one of the smaller rooms in the house and I I bought a microphone um from a coworker. It was a um oh, I can't think of the name of the mic now. Uh Heil, a Heil mic I think it was. Uh-huh. Um and it in it uh, I'm sorry, it was a CAD mic, CAD. Okay. And which is a good mic, right? Yeah. And I put it in my little room makeshift studio. And it picked up things from, like, two floors down. And I was like, what is going on? I could hear (laughs) the dog walking downstairs.
0: and That was my first thought, is it's a large diaphragm mic, and it's going to pick up so much uh, room tone, ambience, everything.
1: Yeah. So it was bad. So until I moved to my current house uh, and my husband built my studio, a room and a room... I really did not have a good situation.
0: You hit the nail on the head right there. A room inside of a room—that is the ideal situation. I've—I I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I've built—I think seven booths on my own. Wow! And every time they got better, and every time I said I'm not doing it again. I, r- really, every time I said I'm not doing it again, and of course <laughs> I kept building them. But <laughs> but the uh, the but here uh, in the last year and a half. Uh, I have my, I believe it's my forever booth, but I'm gonna give them a plug because I love it. Vocalbooth.com. Um, they manufacture booths. They shipped it to me, to me in uh, pieces, parts, uh, panels, I should say. And the thing was a beast to get up to the third floor of my studio in the uh, office building where I am. But it, that that gives you an idea of the integrity and the quality of it. But um, it's a it's nice all, size know, booth too. Uh,
1: you have a really good size booth.
0: Yeah, it's. A, Five by seven and, and I chose the uh rectangular shape to reduce any reverberant noise on the inside. And and the booth is I'm gonna brag, humble brag. Um the booth is similar to one used by Lady Gaga on her tour bus. Oh Mariah Carey has one. And Donnie Osmond, Donnie Osmond has one. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Now you're talking.
0: But go <laughs> But going back to the infancy of the voiceover career that I had, my first uh, room, uh, VO room, was a bedroom. And I didn't think much about it. And I got, uh, you know, just some curtains on the walls, put some stuff up on the walls, not much. Um, And I didn't – then I was getting some echoey recordings. And I'm like, you know, a client mentioned something. I'm like, oh, I got to fix that. And then I just steadily improved on – my booth building and like i said i've, I've gone on to build cuz i've in the last 15 i guess i'm averaging about a move every 2 years so i've had to do um <laughs> you know every time i'd move i'd build a new booth <laughs> that's the uh the, the, the nomad uh, in my uh jeans i guess but um so I, I've built that number of... Well, actually a couple, though, were improvements over previous booths okay. uh, in the same place. So so there's that. So I've got a lot of experience, but it's, it's a room within a room. Now, if you don't have that, I will tell you the best home recording environment, if you don't have the money, the budget right now to build a booth, is inside a closet full of clothes. Yep. It is amazing yep. how that sounds. And if you can run the cables underneath the door get your mic set up on a stand somehow inside. I've used hangers in there to hang my mic on. And it, kind of referencing the uh, large diaphragm mics a minute ago, how much room tone those things pick up as Bobby experienced. The shotgun mic is just the opposite. It is so concentrated, it is focused, and that's its job. And I'll tell you, Uh, Right now, this very second, I am talking into a shotgun mic. It is not the Sennheiser shotgun. I have a Sennheiser shotgun. It's in a case over there in the corner of the room right now. And then I have my uh, Manly reference mic, which is in my booth, and it is a large diaphragm mic. But this is a a mic I keep on my desk if I want to do a quick audition, because my room acoustics are decent in my office, because I mix. Um, but my point is, is you don't have to spend a grand on the Sennheiser 416. This is an Audio-Technica shotgun mic, and I think I paid 250 bucks for it maybe, and it works just fine. It's, the sound on it is not bad at all. And, you know, so if if you want to get a shotgun mic and you want to do it on a budget, you can get a Rode or you can get the uh, Audio-Technica shotgun mic. I'm not sure the model, I'd have to... Anyway, audio Technica shotgun mic.
1: You know, that's interesting because I've been taking my 416 on the road with me, and I really I, mm-hmm. I, I just don't want to do that in case anything would happen or something. But I didn't want to, you know, spend the $1,000 or more to get another one to take on the road with me. So this might be a, a good thing to check out those two.
0: And and that was another reason I got this thing. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I had uh, some sort of little short in my Sennheiser 416, and I panicked, and I needed a shotgun for the road. And somebody just tuning into this that, you know, might jump in the middle somewhere. And I needed a shotgun for the road. <laughs> oh, listen to this hillbilly. Where's he going? Shotgun microphone, that is. And so <laughs> I, I did some research, and I'm like, you know what? Audio-Technica, they make great microphones. Their the, the large diaphragm mics are great. And I've been very happy with this thing. So so there are times when I do just travel with this and leave the uh, Sennheiser at home. Yeah.
1: Oh, and by, and by the way, don't ever, ever tell TSA when they ask what that is in your bag, it's a shotgun mic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you just say it's a microphone. I
1: did that, and it's like, oh, you're kidding me. What were you thinking? A
0: what? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, so my mic stand, the base of it is a large iron plate, or not a large iron plate, but it's about the size of a, a saucer, but it's an iron plate circle circle thing Mm -hmm. and no matter what i get popped for that they always want to pull it out see what it is and that thing in particular and then of course the mic stand itself which is about eh, probably about a foot and a half collapsed and it you know it looks like a pipe bomb yeah so they are always checking on that thing
1: yeah i bet you get i bet you get the scan don't you a lot the body scan
0: yes yes oh every time Mm -hmm. and when i went to europe last summer Boy, they really in Spain, they were like really going through my stuff and
1: and to me <laughs> what this what she is. Said. Oh no, she didn't.
0: <laughs> oh, there you go.
1: God, I'm sorry. So
0: anyway, uh sophomore Bobby. So anyway, <laughs> So back to the but, – but anyway, you could get a good shotgun mic on a budget. You don't have to get the 416. Um, and, and going back to a, a closet being a great acoustical environment to record from. You know, when you're first setting up, that is a great idea. You know, so what microphone do I choose? You know, that can be answered a hundred ways. Um, what environment I record in is more important than what microphone you use. Right, Bobby?
1: Absolutely. I, I'm lucky enough to have – here in my studio at home, um, panels from my old radio station because we moved, and they weren't going to use all of them in the the new studios, the new facility. And I just saw them. Oh,
0: and they conveniently ended up in your house. Well,
1: (laughs) I asked them, and it's like I saw them, Oh, okay. like there were 10 of them just leaning up against a wall, and I knew that the stations had pretty much moved. And I just went to the engineer and said, what are you doing with those? (laughs) <laughs> he goes, you want them? And I was like, yes. So I grabbed them, and they're they're awesome. So I don't really have the uh, the foam in here. I just have the 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 built panels, which are like five feet tall, I guess.
0: Yeah, talking about panels, and you, we're we're gonna be squirreling all over the place. But yeah, talking about panels, I have built panels. Uh, I've got two by four panels built that are set up in my uh, outside area, outside of my booth, because I mix and produce out here. But you can make some nice sound panels on a budget. I got some cloth from Walmart. I got some uh, carpet padding that actually a carpet store gave me. It was remnants they had. And I used that as the stuffing and just got some one by four strip wood and created these two by four panels with some cloth from Walmart. And, you know, I probably built these for about six or seven bucks each. Wow, And they absorb room noise nicely. They really do. And when I first got started, Bobby, and I wanted some foam to deaden that echo in the room, if you've got a recording environment that's larger and you need to deaden that echo on a budget, I'm telling you, the Auralex stuff, it's expensive. It's great, Mm -hmm. but it's expensive. So I went to Walmart I went to Wally World. I got me some uh, mattress toppers, those like one to two inch mattress toppers, and they were perfect Kevin, for it.
1: That's my story I was going to tell you about. Right. My my daughters live in Nashville, and I visit there a lot. And next month, I'm going to be dog sitting, and I'll be there for 10 days. So I needed something acoustic. I'm staying at my daughter's house. So I told my husband... Can I buy a whisper room and keep it down there? No, they're too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, so, and, then, um, and then her basement, where I was going to have it, is very, very low ceilings. It's an older home. And I thought, what can I do? So we had just bought a new mattress topper because we'd had the other one for like oh. four years. And we were going to throw it out. And I went, wait a minute. This is perfect. You build the, you know, the four sides in the top or the three sides in the top. And we'll line that with the old, the mattress topper. And this one's like four inches. And you're right. It's it's perfect.
0: It absorbs sound great. It is great.
1: Yeah. And I, you just stick your head in there. And especially with the, the shotgun. it. it <laughs> my client did not know that I wasn't in my, my studio last weekend when I used it.
0: Let's give it a pop, pop, wow. Yeah, you use a shotgun mic inside of a box that has mattress foam topper on it, and you're not going to be able to tell the difference between that Mm-mm. and a and my vocal booth, you know, which is sad in a way. Hey, it ain't purdy. it's got a pee stain all...
1: from the dog in one corner. But
0: as long as you don't have to smell that while you're doing a vo. <laughs> Oh, but Bobby, you know, similar thing, you know, you, you, Steve built that for you, which is a perfect travel companion. Mm-hmm. Stuff I've used, um, I got, there was a time when I had uh, an ice storm and I was not able to uh, work at my studio and I had brought my microphone home and I didn't have a closet that I could use, long story, but I, so I got a uh, storage tote. A big storage tote that, you know, you get from Walmart or whatever. I cut a hole in the back uh, about the size of a half dollar to run my shotgun microphone cable through. And then I lined the interior of that uh, storage tote with my foam, hung the microphone in there, and it sounded great. Really, It sounded great. So, So that's another idea for traveling. And then I ended up using that tote to put all my gear in when I traveled, and then boom. Also, it's my little vocal bo- vocal booth. So there are so many different ideas. And, and then there's the pillow, so many the pillow have fart questions
1: at the in the hotel room. I that's I use that all the time. Just you know, you get the. Did you say pillow fart? Pillow fart. <laughs> the.
0: Pi- I don't, I, I don't sometimes but it almost sounded like you said fart
1: i probably did somebody just told me again this no. week that i sound southern and i was like no i don't i'm from ohio um yeah you just use the uh the little thing that you lay your luggage on put it up on the desk yep and then take the the comforter from the bed and the pillows and just stuff them around the corners and it works wonders
0: yeah it, it's it's amazing and you know the thing too is is Back in the old days when everybody was going to studios, they had the perfect setups. They would never dream of having somebody record the way we're describing. But things have changed so much on the back end and how much people are able to clean up audio and make it pristine. True. So that's helped out our industry a fair amount.
1: I'm, I never forget when Joe Cipriano, I took a course with him about three years ago. When he told me, because he travels a lot and he he's one of those that's chained to the mic, um, he said that some of the best audio is in his car, he just, his rental car. Yeah, he just goes out there and you know make sure yeah. you have a pretty decent car that that is going to have that nice quiet sound, and that's where he sends his stuff back to the networks. Skip it a ba ba.
0: Yeah, cars are great environments to record in. I, w- I was just telling this to a client the other day because this client that I have uh, an automotive client they have an automotive dealer that likes to record record its own spots and they sound echoey and they, so they came to me and they said Kev you know can you help us on this I'm like yeah put him in a car have him record from a car yeah he's at a dealership he's gonna have a few available have him record from a car they have great recording environments you you bring your laptop in there and uh, your little microphone um, and I've actually had. Some people, I've helped them get set up on an iPhone where your interface is something called an iRig, and you're able to plug in a, an XLR cord to the iRig, and then the iRig interfaces with your iPhone, and you can record directly to your iPhone. So that's how I've had some dealers do that, too. But for our purposes, oh, my gosh, there's a million questions, and there's an equal number of answers for any particular problem.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um- Source Connect, a big thing that people are using now, especially with ISD and kind yeah. of going away. There are so many levels of Source Connect now, and I, I didn't realize, I knew that there was the free one, the Now, is it called?
0: Yeah, I think so. And
1: um, then there's Standard, and there's Pro, and there's Pro X now. I learned this from a studio I had to use a couple of days ago. Um, it's pricey but it, it allows you to do so much more so anyway I had I have a session scheduled next week and I just jumped on source connect yesterday at home just to make sure everything was working and there it said port not open I was like oh no I'm so Ugh. so glad I looked at this and I had let my source connect um, support uh, lapse elect- like, I don't know, three or four months ago, and just didn't do it. Oh, right. I went, right. oh, no. And my husband's out of town. And here I am. <laughs> I'm the girl again. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing.
0: Damsel in distress. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so I, I re-upped with Source Connect support, called them. They share your screen. He went in, and we had gotten new internet a month ago, and I didn't even think about it. So uh. he had to, to open that port again.
0: You forget about that stuff. I know. I mean, you don't even think about it. Yeah. It's it's frustrating, but but that's one lesson learned from that, Bobby. Is be prepared. You know, you you can't help technology. You can help being prepared for your session, though. And thankfully, that's what you did. You were re, you know you were preparing and making sure there were no issues, and uh, that saved your butt.
1: Yeah. Big time. Big time.
0: I'm a fan of Source Connect. I know a lot of people don't like it, but I've never had any issues with it dropping out. Um, so I'm okay with Source Connect as far as uh, connectivity with studios. There's IPDTL, uh, ISDN still, and there's uh, Comrex has something now too. I'm not sure what it is, but Comrex, which was an old radio uh, broadcast gear uh, supplier you know, for telephone stuff. They've come through with some ISDN type stuff. So there's any number of things that you can have. Um, Have we helped? people today, you think? I, I, hopefully, some of the stuff we've shared today has helped.
1: I do. I, I, I think it's things that maybe we now take for granted, but I'm, I'm sure especially people starting out were like, oh, l- l-. for example, I'm talking to you right now through my microphone and recording on my DAW, but I'm listening to you through Google Voice in the computer, which I don't have to use a landline anymore, and it's free, and it sounds incredible
0: good and good.
1: it's just it's simply through your computer
0: for those that don't know bobby what is a daw, DAW is an acronym what does oh, that stand for?
1: there i go yeah uh digital audio <laughs> workplace
0: <laughs> something like that yeah
1: digital audio work.
0: digital audio workstation. Workstation. workstation workplace
1: yeah yeah i use adobe audition um cc what do you use
0: I'm currently on Pro Tools, but I am making the transition to Adobe Audition in the coming weeks. Oh. Um, that is that is a personal choice. And I'll tell you, it's gonna be tough because I've been a Pro Tools guy and proponent for decades, really? And I'm just, yeah, it's just it's I'm I'm getting away from producing as much. But Adobe Audition is still great for producing. Adobe Audition, I will say, though, Bobby, is probably overkill for somebody that just wants to record a VO and send a VO.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah.
0: You know, I think Twisted Wave is a great uh, tool because I think Twisted Wave is more geared for people that are just recording VO um, and sending that. I don't I don't think you really edit much with uh, that except for cleaning up. You know your vocals and then Audacity. Uh, people still use Audacity, yeah. the free program. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Pro Tools, there's uh, yeah, Pro Tools, Adobe Audition are probably the two of the most popular that people use. I think
1: GarageBand, Logic is GarageBand still out there.
0: GarageBand, I guess people could, yeah, people could use GarageBand. Um, what is the uh, Q, Q base? There's a Q cubase um, there's any number of, uh, and, th- and there's probably more that I don't even know about. Yeah. But you know, I I had been happy with Pro Tools for so long, and I I've, and I'm I've used Adobe Audition quite a bit too. But I am going to be uh, going to Adobe Audition full time before Yay! too long. I'm Welcome sorry, Pro to the Tools.
1: club. You know, there's one thing that <laughs> I would highly, highly, highly recommend. This was the best purchase I made in the past year, is getting um, mm-hmm. the plugin, the Isotope um, RX six rx7 which one did i get oh. with with the
0: uh, yeah how did you hear about that
1: um trying to think i think it was sent out on one of the the voiceover community um um might have been voiceover extra or something like that and they were offering. didn't i help you that with you big goof did you do it <laughs>
0: yes <laughs> I gave you technical support on it. Sorry,
1: not sorry. You big goof! I like how you say it. you big goof. <laughs> I'm going. Why is he asking me that? It was Kevin Kilpatrick. <laughs> he saved my career. He, I mean, if oh, you need yes. anything, you call Kevin Kilpatrick. <laughs> uh,
0: no, you don't. I love.
1: I you, would man. gladly
0: answer anybody's question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you did. I totally forgot. But, but you forgot. talk about
0: it. A game changer. That thing will get rid of mouth clicks. Uh, it will crackles in your voice. I've found a setting that will get rid of. A, if you have a sibilant shh, like a, shh, a harsh. Shh. Mm-hmm. If you say harsh, that kind of sound, it'll clean that up. Oh my gosh, it has saved my butt in so many ways, and I I have uh, I had a vo talent that was regularly doing work for me, and her environment was not the best. And I was able to go in with Isotope and set up a template for her VO. And then all I got to do is boom, boom, click, clean. And yeah, it, it, it's great software. If you're looking, there's a little bit of a learning curve, yeah, though. Yeah. But it is great software.
1: If you, unless the client says send absolutely raw audio, I will use it every single time.
0: That's a good point. So we've rambled on about various <laughs> tech stuff. Um, <laughs> we've talked microphones a little bit. We've talked about the importance of the recording environment. One of the most important things is your recording environment. Uh, the price of your microphone doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. There are great microphones for $200. There are fantastic microphones for $2,000 and up. Um, just you got to figure out what your budget is and you know, what your needs are.
1: And you know what? You can find a lot of Extra information on the Facebook pages if if you're not already part of them, mm-hmm. the voiceover pros, I mean, there's so many of them they because they talk about technical things and equipment all the time. and it's it's nice to hear the the veterans what they think as opposed to the people like, you know, us middle class people, and then the newbies coming in <laughs> it, it's It's amazing to hear what everybody chimes in with, yeah. and then there's um. The Vo Gear Exchange. You can find some really good deals on there. I'm about to post my uh, my um, Neumann um, 102 on there. If you know anybody who wants a Neumann, oh,
0: yeah. why are you getting rid of that? Are you going exclusively shotgun?
1: Yep, That's exactly why. I, okay, I just love this mic, and I, I tried the Neumann out, and I just I kept going back to my my 416. So yeah, it's whatever gotcha. whatever works best for you.
0: Yeah, some people collect microphones.
1: Yeah. I collect
0: microphones.
1: <laughs> You've never seen my case, have you? Hot topic, sizzling.
0: Do you have more than just a shotgun mic no, in your TLM? I have an
1: antique case of microphones all the way back to like the 20s, what? Kevin. Yeah.
0: Are you joking me? I'm
1: not kidding. I, I got it for a Christmas present like five or six years ago, and I have the classic um Oh, what is it called? The is it the sure? You see them all the time and on movie sets and 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 then I have this tiny little thing. It's got to be from the twenties. But yeah, I have like let me see one, two, three, four. It's in my studio. There's probably fifteen mics in there, and they just it's. I just love it because this is this has been my life from radio to voiceover. Wow. Yeah.
0: I covet thy antique mics. I really do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, when I go, I'll don't turn your head. I'm gonna put you in my will, okay? (laughs) Okay,
0: (laughs) fair enough. Well, hopefully, we've imparted some information that is useful to uh, the people that are listening. Um, Yeah, you never know. I'm sure people glean some stuff they can use. And uh, Bobby, do you have any uh, additional thoughts about uh, tech talk?
1: Um, I'm still learning every day, and you know, I, I. just just Google and go to those sites and, you know, it's just like anything else. You you read about it or you actually use it. You, you learn so much and it's just – it just gets your sound better and better all the time.
0: And, you know, I think we can go ahead and plug two guys that I know in the industry that are uh, well-respected and do a lot of work with VO people. Uh, In helping them improve their sound. So if you are in a pinch and you want to hire some help, uh, I would recommend two people. One is George Widom Mm -hmm. and the other is Tim Tippetts. You can look those guys up. George Whittem, Tim Tippetts. They're guys that, uh, you know, they supplement their income with, uh, you know, helping people like you and I. Get their gear sounding right, and get their uh, overall sound polished, and that kind of thing. And from the basics to the uh, to the more experienced, I'm actually going to reach out to them myself on some stuff. Yeah. So.
1: Uncle Roy is a good third one too. He's very kind about helping people in the industry.
0: Uncle Roy Jokelson. Yes, mm-hmm. can't forget him. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I'm saying his last name right? Correct. I believe so. Yeah, yokelson Because you're a voiceover guy. So. <laughs> I gotta make sure and say that right. Bobby, it's been fun as usual. So uh, make sure and look for us. We're gonna be on, uh, we're expanding to uh, all the important social platforms. Uh, we're talking about Instagram, LinkedIn, iTunes, YouTube. We're, we're gonna be put on blast, y'all. We'll be put on blast.
1: <laughs> Follow us and check us out every week. The Middle Class VO Podcast is a K2 Media Productions production.
0: All views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and guests. The McVob Jingle was written and produced by Kevin.
1: Co-produced and performed by Chloe Dolandis.
0: Additional engineering by Zach Zimet.
1: Bobby's hair and makeup by Rebecca Adlita.
0: Kevin's wardrobe by Slippery Pete's Fashion Emporium.
1: All previous episodes are available for download on Podbean.
0: For the Middle Class VO Podcast, I'm Tracy Thibodeau.
1: I'm Lisa Lou Perry.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: And don't miss the next episode of the Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast.
0: Bobby, I'd just like to echo that sentiment. I never feel more like a girl when it comes to the technical side of voiceover.